0: This episode of Kindred Spirits is brought to you in part by Monday Development. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or you're a seasoned investor, Monday Development can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting MondayDev.com. That's M U N D Y D E V.com. Hey, hey! You are now listening to Kindred Spirits podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network.
1: Welcome in, folks, to Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. We are here to talk soccer, break down everything regarding the Washington Spirit. It's been it's been a minute since we've had a Washington Spirit show. John, you've done the Friday show been a lot of action a lot of news that has dropped uh, about the washington spirit and collective ownership it's been it's and
0: also and also new first division women's leagues popping up in uh in the united states so
1: yeah Yeah, things are happening we'll definitely get into that we'll definitely get into that i've got some i got some certainly have some thoughts about that first john how you doing my friend how's your week been hope it's been going well
0: i can't complain i am excited for another home game to see the spirit honestly because they are really kicking on all cylinders right now uh unfortunately the next home game looks to be the 28th so i still have 10 days from when we're recording this to wait which uh i'm annoyed i kind of would have liked to have gone this weekend on my birthday that'd have been nice but alas
1: alas uh they don't play this saturday they don't not home not at home they play at way orlando yeah a lot of soccer going on the kickers return to i did not make the friday game so i would be going to my first game and. in several week, in several weeks, but uh, joined that. I thought about making it up for the for the DCLA game, but just didn't, couldn't quite get it to get together. So
0: tickets are also a little bit high. People, yeah. I think people think uh, uh, David Beckham is still in the the galaxy based on how these tickets are selling.
1: Well, there's also this guy called Chicharito, which if 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 he
0: he's if, like he's like Mexican Beckham at this point in his career. I think that's probably about that's probably an accurate.
1: <laughs> he, he, he's certainly a player that's, that's very well. One. they also got Ricky Pooge from Barcelona. So they, they've got, they, they still, they still reeling in that star power, even in their, even in the disheveled the basement. State. I just want to thank the MLS schedulers for giving them a road game in Columbus on Wednesday.
0: Uh, yeah. they could have
1: really screwed us. And done. Uh, I think there's some teams that are getting the, uh, our opponent doesn't have to play a midweek game type of treatment. Um, so I just want to thank the MLS schedulers for not only, not only giving LA a game on Wednesday, but giving it a road game in Columbus where they got, absolutely hammered um i think we're, i'm in two one it was two nothing two I think.
0: yeah, two yeah. Nothing. But they
1: got beat they got beat um so uh so yeah thank you and then they got to come play us uh and we hopefully i don't think i was hoping maybe we get some players back but uh but not that but anyway we're not here to talk about that we're here podcast. To- check <laughs> out 99- 96
0: if you want to hear more if about you want to hear
1: more about that but we got the uh we got the 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 uh, washington spirit Uh, who went on the road to LA see there's still some some symmetry that's right
0: we that's why we talk about the galaxy
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, went on the road to play against Angel City FC and pulled out a stunning gutsy one nothing victory a fortunate one nothing victory off the penalty kick although I went back and it's been it's been a minute there's been a lot of soccer going through my head so I, I watched the game but then I also went and took a look at the at the extended highlights just to make sure my recollections were all the same and um, I, I don't think you can classify this as, as Angel City F- FC outplaying the spirit. Uh this was probably one of the more higher quality uh higher quality games I think we've seen in the NWSL. Probably maybe a preview of the of the NWSL final if we're talking about which teams mm-hmm. are are top of the table and playing well. Um so uh really uh, where do you I guess where do you want to begin? Do we want to talk about uh the Terramiction defensive show, who was excellent again defensively? just com- continues to grow into that position and proving uh, there's a reason Mark Parsons has been a coach for so long and we have not. So. Correct.
0: That's why we are not the coaches. <laughs> I would say Tara McKeown had one mistake uh, that caused a a, a chance for Wessie Thompson to almost score. But other than that, uh, yeah, she continues. Sam Staub, we talked from the start like, well, you know, Tara obviously is going to come off the bench uh, because she's new and Amber Brooks will, will probably play. In her spot, Amber Brooks has got a lot of minutes, but she's got a lot of minutes uh, at right back or or at least the, the, not a position she intended to play. But yeah, I, th- I think, you know, we had an opportunity here. This is the first choice lineup. It was nice to see that particularly coming off of a midweek game where uh, Mark was able to, uh, you know, rotate players still. got, I know actually Sanchez got in on that game. We didn't talk about that for a second. We talked about it on Friday, uh, the the 4-1 dismantling of the Orlando Pride by the Spirit Four two. Four two. They scored a second one. They, yeah, I, they I, yeah, they did. They it did. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were able to get the win with uh, you know no Trinity, no Ashley Hatch. I believe Andy Sullivan did not play. Ashley Sanchez played a few minutes. Uh, but this uh, this they were able to do that rest those players so they could give a, 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 our best chance at winning on the road. Uh, and you know Angel City is a tough team. They're very very tough at home. It was sort of a question of. How will uh, the spirits' tactics of sort of being on the front foot, uh, offensively, work in that in that dynamic on the road? And it worked uh, pretty well. There was the Angel City was not an offensive threat uh, throughout the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I think I, I want to maybe. I mean, this is going to be a little bit disjointed, so I apologize in advance. But I mean, I feel like it's worth mentioning. I mean, the big story coming out of the Orlando game was the fact they were able to rest those players and they were able to score goals offensively without. And so we're seeing...
0: It wasn't them, right? Not the Ashley Hatch uh, goal show. It was... The three goal lossos, uh and, three. and plus one.
1: Just three high quality. I mean, I think it was I'm trying to remember the first one I believe was it's been a minute since I and I, I did not watch the highlights of this game, but I believe it was Solano's first goal. Was that the like Correct. and then Sam Staub off the off the free kick and then uh and Marissa Shiva from, from distance from distance and then
0: Ashley Sanchez from distance.
1: Yeah, it's well Ashley Sanchez was also kind of a giveaway. A chip. Yeah, it's yeah but
0: chip. still but still, you know, you've seen that you've seen that missed. You've yeah. seen that missed sure. a lot of times.
1: True. So, I mean, you know, it was in the the way the team sort of fought back in that game. I think we kind of when Orlando maybe got that first goal, we were all like, okay, this might be this might be a long game. Um, And then they just kind of turned it on and and were able to get production and goals out of. uh, And I think that's what we talked about. Maybe the Achilles heel of this team being is the fact that, you know, they they are going to lose a lot of these players for the World Cup. They're still going to have games during the World Cup. How do you, you know, figure out a way to score and try to um, and try to. and and try to win games and keep yourself afloat until those players return from the World Cup. So um, I think that's certainly good to see. But then, you know, it allowed them the rest of the games. They then went against L.A., uh, able to start them. I will say, like, you know, among the players... We talked about. It. I thought, you know, I think Sanchez had the best opportunity. Uh she missed mm-hmm. it, unfortunately, but she's still mm-hmm. finding a way to get into good positions.
0: Uh, Ola Kamara like waste wastefulness from <laughs> Asha Sanchez the last couple games.
1: She'll she'll dial it in. She needs to she needs to, to tune it in a little bit more. Um but you know, you talk about uh you talk about the uh Trinity Rodman. I mean, Trinity Rodman had some moments in this game, but was really I think Angel City have really been the first team, I think, that really limited what she's been able to do um, than other teams. I can't remember. There weren't many, too many key opportunities that she was able to kind of generate um, in no. this game.
0: Particularly when you compare that to uh, the, the what was the previous game before the Orlando game that they won uh, at home, uh, sort of comprehensively. Was that a, who was that against? That was against the Wave. That 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 was the game where Trinity was a complete problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that you know highs and lows. Even even. Like you said, Angel City sort of had her in hand. She was not really making problems for them. But they're a very good side. They're, that, San Diego is coming off a bit of a rough spill. Angel City is still pretty confident in where they are at. So, Yeah.
1: I mean, the game kind of settled a little bit into a lull. I don't think any team really generated too many good chances. I'd say, like, Ashley Sanchez had the best chance. Uh, I think Spirit had a couple. Amber Brooks had one shot from out from uh, outside the 18 that sort of fizzled wide. Uh just not a whole lot from, from either side. And, you know, then we get into the penalty kick, uh, which, which was a very, um, I, I think controversy. I, I really don't understand I me. Mean, LA fans were, everybody was very mad at the officiating in this game. And I, I really, I really don't understand maybe where that's coming from. I don't know. Maybe you knew the D- ref, right? What's that?
0: You did, you do did you, did you know, did you know the center official for this game?
1: I do know. I do full disclosure. I do know the center official for this game. Yes, and he is. <laughs> I just
0: feel like you know, in in the in this in the in the spirit of of uh, you know, he is dude. he is
1: he is an acquaintance of mine. I, I've I've also I think I put out on Twitter. I talked about how I, I think pro has made refereeing better in this league. We have a huge issue with the amount of professional games that we are asking to find referees for, and the fact that there are just not enough referees at this point. We have a huge explosion of professional level games. And we have this expectation that the referees are going to follow suit. And that is a pretty hard ask when uh, not a lot of people want to go out and referee games. Everybody wants to go out and play soccer. No one wants to go out and referee soccer. So that's my, that's my two cents on that. Um, I I didn't think, I mean, I think there were a couple moments that maybe were a little dicey. Uh, It was certainly a tough game against a lot of tough opponents. I, the penalty call was certainly harsh. I'll say that on LA, um i will say the i forget who the penalty went on but it was certainly not uh i don't i don't think she did herself any favor. she has her arm extended she's making her body bigger considering the angle and how quick uh the referee needs was- to make that decision i think he makes that decision and i'm not sure var really had much that, to overturn that and they certainly looked at it and when you don't have anything clear and obvious to overturn it you have to go with the call so certainly harsh on la but I don't think the call was as bad, and I think there's just a lot of people that I think were just upset that it cost – LA to game, including I believe the director of sporting director for LA, if I recall correctly. Who... I, thought it was, I thought
0: it was one one of their nine thousand owners that was Oh, was Man ben, yeah.
1: <laughs> but there was a whole HBO doc with Angel City. We'll have to. We'll have we got to gotta watch
0: it. It's three episodes. Why not? We could. We probably we could yeah. make time for that.
1: But there's, there's talk about that, but I mean, that's also. I mean, that's also the amount of people I think that go out and they say, "Oh, that's good." You know, the the owner should go out there and accost the referees after the game. No, they should.
0: That is incorrect. No, they should not.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's game's over. Move on. Um. Be nicer. The only thing I say to how we can make referee better: be nicer to that twelve-year-old kid in your kid's soccer game, John. When you have a kid, if I if I find out you're yelling at referees, I will come find you.
0: Just that because. is not what I do. I'm not. A, I'm not. If <laughs> anything, I would I would speak in a, a passive aggressive, sarcastic tone, but I would never yell at anyone.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. Enough.
0: Marissa, by the way, just worth worth drawing out. Marissa Shiva is the one who won that penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's on. She's on. Hey, Spirits this week. Pretty good interview. Uh, it's good to sort of hear. I, I'm trying to think if she's ever been on our show. I don't recall. Uh, so, but yeah. She, uh, she's had a pretty interesting sort of path to pro. So check, check that episode out. And the last thing I want to say is Ashley hatch is now once again, alone and first place in the golden boot race. Uh, so Alex Morgan is a bit on a bit of a cold streak, I guess. And Ashley hatch continues to do, do her thing. This, this is, feels very, I think it was the Ashley hatch, Alex Morgan contest the year, Ashley hatch won. Uh, so two years ago. So Good, yeah. good good, uh, good, omen so far. I think that's something to look at. I look at this team, I am still concerned about the secondary scoring regardless of what happened in the Challenge Cup game. I am still concerned. If you look at the subs that didn't get used, you know, it's still, I, I'm still not seeing goals necessarily there. Chloe Ricketts, I am excited to see more of her in that time where she's going to be playing a lot more in, in the middle of the summer. Dorian Bailey comes back from injury, that's good. So I think you're going to see Amber Brooks uh, go back to her position sort of uh, as the first person off the bench uh on the back line. Um, I wanted to also give Gabby Carl uh, uh, uh we never we have not talked to her about her really at all since she signed and she has been she has been very very solid on the left-hand side. She so if you're looking at players, did Canada make the World Cup uh the women's World Cup this summer? Oh yeah. I think they did, right? Absolutely. So she's she'll be gone for Canada, uh Marissa will be gone for Ireland because they made it also. Andy hopefully will be gone, Trinity will be gone, Ashley Sanchez, maybe Ashley Hatch or all are they're all names that are going to be gone so if you're looking to build a team maybe Tara mickey goes back and forth goes back and played forward in the summer maybe that's what the, the this is all big like a big con she runs out like uh uh sting from the rafters and plays <laughs> plays the number nine that's what she kept her jersey number just kidding but still uh this this is going to be a interesting balancing act i'm not sure we would be great to look ahead of time at when they're looking to still play, or like when the the over the low overlap occurs, because there's going to be some time where the tournament is either still going or is over, but the players are not available yet, where NWSL recovers and starts playing. So, I will be interested to see where we're at and how much of a cushion we can build from the points uh, before that happens.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be key. I think also I want to mention, you know, I think Solano uh, getting a goal, I think against Orlando, I think she she's a player that. You know, you look at the players who played. I think that that Orlando game was certainly an opportunity, I think, for Mark Parsons to see what this lineup is going to look like. Uh, once those players are gone and off the field. Um, And I think the fact that you go out and get three goals in that game, I think speaks a lot to maybe you can maybe aspire for a little bit more because other teams are going to be hurting. I mean, the wave are going to be without, uh, are are going to be us
0: though. (laughs) I feel like we are uniquely, uniquely hollowed out by this always.
1: I I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious. I'd be be curious to see the breakdown. I think we're hurt. We're hurt on a lot of fronts um, as far as missing players. I think we'll hopefully be hopefully a little better, you know, able to handle it. Uh, I, I will say, I think U.S., NWSL needs to start getting serious about trying to figure out a way to limit the hurt that these international tournaments do, especially as they're coming, you know, more fast and furious with a women's gold cup next year. So I feel
0: like, I feel like that's a perfect transition to talk about the new, uh, the new USLW league.
1: Let's do it. Let's jump right so, into
0: it. So uh, USL, who a, a organization in a little bit of turmoil and well, I won't say turmoil, but cha- time of change. There's now a new, uh, Person overseeing the entire USL, and it is no longer Brad Edwards. It is former disgraced uh, uh, oh, club executive God. Paul McDonough. So keep that keep that sort of in your back pocket. Uh, but uh, announced early, I think it was on Tuesday potentially. Um, Amanda Vandervoot? Vander, what's the name of the woman that is now in charge of this league? She is she's a former exec, I thought, on the MLS side. But uh, there is now a new or there will be a new USL, a new women's league applying for first tier status that will run a different schedule throughout the year than, and than the NWSL and will not have roster rules about international spots and, uh, and national spots. There will be, I believe no salary cap. I think they said, I think they're looking at becoming, trying to be fully competitive uh, on a, on a salary basis, but they did not say sort of how capitalized these rosters were. So that maybe the, the no salary cap thing may be a bit of a a bit of a canard, but uh, the, I think the exciting thing here is well, I don't know, exciting interesting thing is this what the is this what's needed in women's soccer? Is it is competition from a league perspective required right now? Does and and do they have enough depth uh, in this country and sort of abroad with the whatever resources are available? to have this many teams sort of operating concurrently. What, what do you think is going to be the the end result of this, of this com- competitive league or whatever this is supposed going to end up being?
1: I think the most likely result is they eventually just, they maybe do D one for a little bit. They're able to garner interest. And then I think there are going to be some clubs that are going to shutter their doors. And then they just fall back to D two. I think this is, this to me feels like a move, um, uh, this feels like a move where you have a team that is um, or you have a league that is very much trying to uh, th- that is maybe trying to garner some more interest to get some more investment into the league to try to do those types of things. And I think, you know, being a D2 league maybe doesn't get them what they need. And so now they say, well, we're going to make the big slash and be and be D1. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are saying, "Why can't we just all work together?" And my argument would be, "Well, has NWSL really done everything possible to set themselves up?" We talk about no. we talk about what they've had many, n- many numerous issues that continue that continue to to develop. It feels like there's a new one every year that develops. They're getting better, I think, at responding to them. Now the question is, how do you prevent them? Um, And I'm not saying like USL might come in and not and still do a really terrible job at that. They might start hiring guys, hiring Paul McDonough as your as your next GM certainly doesn't look well. Um, I I think they are looking they are looking for avenues right now. They are under they are under threat from MLS. I believe it was dropped in the athletic that with USL League One, there are a lot of expansion teams. And I think existing teams that are maybe waiting to see what MLS uh, the MLS next pro league might offer them. They're desperate for independent teams. I think that gives them a sense of, of relevancy and, and, and and uh, you know, they want everyone watching, you know, on the new Apple product, having an independent team that's popular can, can certainly help that um, for, for MLS. So I feel like USL is maybe trying to be aggressive, uh, maybe trying to push forward. Are they flying too close to the sun? Like the NESL did maybe, um we'll see but i I think this is maybe just a move to garner interest to try to see if they can push maybe a little bit and then with the idea that well we can still fall back uh to to division two if things don't go well
0: to ted's point listen to the this is these are the markets that are in play here charlotte north carolina who are going to play at the american legion memorial stadium which i just looked at looks like city stadium except yeah, it's, for it's, at-
1: it's where charlotte the current charlotte independents who are still around for some for reasons passing interest um they play there as well so
0: dallas fort worth is another one lexington 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 kentucky because they're <laughs> kentucky is a big enough state and a uh, populous enough state to to maintain two women's first division teams <laughs> sure no problem but then also, Phoenix, Arizona, and Tucson, Arizona, are gonna are gonna both have clubs.
1: And with regards to Tucson, I think a lot of people have rightly pointed out, and this is the the owners of this are the same owners of FC Tucson, who had a men's USL League One team before dropping that to USL uh, League Two uh, due to financial reasons. So I think everybody's very rightfully rightfully skeptical. Um, let's say about about FC Tucson the fact that they couldn't even like prop up a third division men's side and now they want to go for a first division, uh, women's team. So,
0: but Ted, now they have additional support through rights. Sure. Insurance founder, best-selling author and club chairperson, Jeff Arnold. So now they're going to be good. Uh, al- also, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, former owner of the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I think, no, wait, what was the, what's the affiliation here? There's a, there's a former NW NASL, uh,
1: I mean, it's, it's probably Tampa. It's probably the Tampa Bay. Daryl Shaw. It's yeah. probably that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's one. But then the one of interest to, to listeners of the show, Washington D.C. Uh, Greg Baroni, now current owner of the Loudoun United of Loudoun United, uh, in partnership with DC United, are going to have a club, and I we assume play at Segra. That's sort of that's sort of our understanding. That would make the most sense if they're playing at if they're playing at Audi Field. Things are very confusing to everyone. Uh, I just could not imagine this happening.
1: Yeah, and and so I, I think the the background or history here that people might not be aware of is the fact that during during all the drama that was the you know Washington Spirit the ownership kerfuffle that happened uh, last year it feels like two years ago at this point <laughs> it does um, it's certainly been a, a whole saga. Uh, you uh, DC United had come out and said, I think they had the uh, Danita Johnson, the the business uh, person came out and said they were going to start a W League team, which at the time was supposed to be the second division team. And that all kind of just fell. I think I I think actually funny enough before this announcement came out, I was like, what what's is there any like info on this, like women's team that supposedly is supposed to be starting? Like, I think it was supposed to be almost wholly owned by DC and they were going to play at Segra Field. Um, and this was supposed to be, I think, sort of a minor league Division two team. I think that partnership with DC, I think, is going to be stretched very, very thin. I I, I am not sure how much DC really has ownership. It, the partnership might just be they can use Segra Field training facilities. They can use Segra Field. And that's about it. Uh, I think that's right. We're not giving coaches. We're not giving any sort of marketing. We are not doing any of that. Um I am not sure if it you know Michelle Chang's out there going around buying Leon so I don't know if she really notices or Let's cares. talk about yeah
0: let's talk about that too Michelle Michelle Kang has done something uh kind of interesting here we the the rumors were before talking about buying Leon's woman's side uh, and we didn't really know what that looked like did that mean OL Reign is also going to be under her umbrella does that mean you know what does that mean uh, this week there was a press release that's saying Uh, the ownership structure that was controlling the spirit has been dissolved. There is a new entity that controls both sort of like a city sports group component here. Uh, both Leon, uh, women's side and Washington spirit. There are lots of questions to be asked and answered that none of them have occurred yet. Uh, Michelle normally comes to the press box, uh, to talk about things. Uh, she has done that now numerous times. If she does that this time, hopefully I'm not running around trying to find papooses. So maybe I'll actually be there to be able to ask questions to her. Uh, but sort of the concern was everyone is like, okay, well, who's the who's the sub in this relationship here? What's who's who's going to get the short end of the stick? Is it going to be a situation where there's yeah a, a major concern? And I don't know that we don't know. I don't. I doubt that. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's a, a really a fair concern. I think she sees this as an opportunity to. Uh, use economies of scale with some of the probably. I would assume uh, the marketing side, uh, the t- maybe even maybe even ticket sales that might be a little bit of a stretch across the continents, but certainly trying to develop some best practices that they can port over. Maybe you know having making sure that the Leon's women team is a part of any sort of mid season tournaments that occur. Mm-hmm. Um, but little Rain is up for sale as well now not under Michelle, not under uh, current ownership either. So that's going to be something else. to. I imagine they're going to rebrand and then that'll be, people will stop thinking about that. Good yeah, I, mean,
1: they're, they're, I, think, I think you're going to see them move back over to Seattle. Seattle Reign or something, or they're going to go to an ownership group there. Maybe they'll be bought by uh, the, the Seattle owners. Who knows um, at this point? what
0: well, what needs to happen is before Cat Macario comes to be a Chelsea player, Michelle needs to fly over there and put a stop to that and redirect her back over to, <laughs> uh, to Washington. That's what needs to happen.
1: Yeah. I don't, I, who, who knows you know? I mean, who knows that is
0: a roster that is a, if you're not, if you're not, I mean, there, it's very entirely possible that if you're listening to this, you are a spirit fan, you're an cell fan, you're not a global women's club soccer fan. And thus are not watching Leon continue to dominate forever. The French league and also, uh, the champions league, or at least, you know, perform very well there. That roster, you know the spirit have a the spirit have a star-studded ros- roster. The uh, Leone has a really, really, really star-studded roster from from really from top to bottom because there's not the same restrictions that they have here. So I think that is a place where Michelle can play with her money to its full full capacity. She can go football manager school over there and it doesn't make a difference. Uh, but yeah, I mean, interesting. This has some. This has the uh, chances to be impactful. We just don't know yet. Sort of where it's going to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this is, and I think you you sort of brought it up. I mean, this is you know, they're they're trying to be. I think it sounds like what Michelle Kang is trying to do is to sort of become sort of the Man City for City Football Group. You know, we're going to own several different. They talked about they want to go and basically acquire a club. I think in every continent they said Um it'll be interesting to see. I think one thing, one the one. Thing that was brought up. Was are we going to become OL Spirit? Is that what the plan is going to be? Is there going to be some sort of shared, uh you know, naming scheme, uh, which City Football Group also does as well? They kind of have like uh, every team has City. Uh, they have stated no that they will not do that. That the, every team's <laughs> going to have their own name. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know if there'll be like different names, but a shared color scheme, perhaps. Um,
0: I mean, and- it, you, you did notice this. They set that they set that up uh, without that being known. We're in a uh, holding pattern as far as what is our name, what are our colors. So just keep that in mind. That's that, that's not impossible.
1: Yeah, it's not, a po- and it's not impossible to go back. I think, I think if I am, if I am a shell Kang, I, I don't think OL rain really, really moved the needle. In fact, I think they've, I think you could argue they've sort of lost some ground by sort of becoming sort of a subsidiary of Olympic Leone and being, so I, I think if I'm a shell King, I recognize the power of, you know, even if you are a global soccer entity that is owning multiple teams, you need to sort of maintain that local aspect. You can't just you can't just do. And it's it's funny to me that, OL oh well, that Olympic owned tried this, considering it's worked so well for uh, <laughs> for MLS when Chivas did that and, and everything like that. So I, I think I don't I don't think we'll see. I think we'll see Washington something. We'll see, you know, some sort of name that includes D.C., something to that effect. But. Um, Certainly interesting times, as you said, for for what the future is going to hold and how this is all going to look. And also, I mean, exciting, crazy to think like where we've come as sort of an ownership (laughs) group for the Washington spirit. Uh, from being owned by the the current Chelsea owner to being owned by a guy who's awful and terrible in so many different ways, to now having a uh, Michelle Kane coming in here and saying, "Not only am I going to own the spirit, I'm going to build a women's soccer football empire, um, and we're going to collect all of these great teams, and we are just going to dominate, uh, dominate the world." So,
0: Todd Todd Bowley, uh that was a that is a guy I'm glad I did not win that sort of.
1: Yeah, I that sort of sweetheart deal. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's bad. It's horrible. <laughs> I have lost all interest in being a Chelsea fan. He's killed it very quickly. Oh well, not not important for this pod. But that you know, I think the Spirit are uh, there. The next game we kind of like just went into the to the to the things the <laughs> the broader picture. But we've got uh, another game against Orlando on the road, I believe, on Saturday. Is that right? Saturday. I want to yes. make sure that's correct. Yes. So I think that this is I. I don't. I don't anticipate a road a road bump here or a uh, speed bump here on the road to continued first place uh, in the league. I want to see what Orlando did. This did they play midweek or anything? Let's see. Hold on. Orlando is uh, t- in tenth place and they drew Gotham uh, this week, zero zero on the road. So yeah, I- I'm seeing another spirit victory. We're not going to get in deep into predictions, but I will say. I'm gonna say two nothing spirit on the road. What do you think?
1: I'm gonna go uh one one. I'm just gonna say a draw. Oh man,
0: draw the, the the hot the hot streak runs out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. All right. It's a road yeah, game. The, it's a road game, it's play, a tough road game. Play teams twice. Play teams twice in uh in two weeks, that can happen sometimes.
1: Yeah. All right, I think that's gonna do it uh for this episode of uh Kindred Spirits guys, thank you so so much for listening uh We'll have to probably change the name uh for the spirit podcast. oh God the, yeah. the team we brands. <laughs>
0: Well, well, we have such equity. Everyone knows this. Where this podcast is so famous, so I can't. I don't know. Why we'll, we'll have to. Oh. We'll have to seek compensation from from Michelle for if that's the case.
1: Yeah. All, all I'll say is that I think we like we we batted around this rebrand and everything, and I think we, the team was sold, and we said, all right, we're going to do Kindred Spirits. And Washington Spirits going to be the name, and then I think like the whole name change has been talked about uh, for a while now, and I think once Michelle Kane got the hold of the team, I believe um, Pablo Maro dropped that. Oh, they're going to talk about changing the name. And it's like, yeah, I cool. guess we already came up with the spirit. We already came up with the name, but maybe maybe I bought on-
0: stickers, Michelle. I owns. We bought stickers and T-shirts. Come on.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll keep the, uh, maybe, maybe we'll still keep, maybe we'll keep the name. Maybe it'll be like, be like RFK refugees. And I'd say goes. we're
0: always, we're always one. We're always one brand behind. That's how we do this thing.
1: Uh, by the way, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash refugees. Definitely uh, contribute to the show. We, we read them out on both both podcasts. If you want to you want to say, state which podcast you wish to have your name written, uh, yeah. listen out, definitely do that. and We'll definitely tell you. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos.
0: Vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Mundy Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit MundyDev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.